Welcome to the Art of Appointment Setting Podcast, where we ask today's most successful experts and entrepreneurs to share the most powerful lead generation and appointment setting tactics they use to build their business and grow their revenues. Now your host from the city that never sleeps, New York, is Kwesi Sachi Jinnai. All right, everyone. Thanks so much for joining the conversation today. This is Kwesi Sechijunai. My guest today is Donna Valente. Donna is the co-founder of Enterprise Sales Institute, which is a sales academy that focuses on mindset for sales success. In addition to practical skills and tools, Donna is a sales strategist and certified co-active coach with a focus on enterprise sales, leadership and management, uh, mindset and motivation, managing deal cycles, negotiation, uh, leading sales teams, dealing with conflict, and so many more. Um, Donna brings decades of sales experience and management in recruiting and management as well, working with startups and high growth organizations, especially in the educational technology and e-learning markets. And she has a strong reputation for being a sales professional who has generated a significant amount of revenue for um, high growth startups. So Donna, thanks so much for joining the conversation today. Really appreciate this. Really enjoyed being here. It's going to be fun. Awesome. So I know you and I connected at Enterprise Sales Forum. We had an annual meeting and we had really good conversations um, uh, during that period of time. And particularly regarding reaching out and, and prospecting and connecting with C-level decision makers, I know it's an area that you're personally passionate about. Um, so I, I want us to get into some of the key strategies in a minute. But first of all, we know that the first appointment is so important, right? Um, and we've seen a lot of people do it the wrong way. So whether it's through cold emails or through cold calls or even through cold social connections, people try to sell um, on that first contact, you know, their product or service. So I want to know from you, I want you to speak to this a little bit. Why is it so important to focus on value uh, when you're asking for a meeting in a cold outreach? That's a good question. And I, I look at it in a couple different parts. I mean, the, the subject of this episode really is, you know, how to exchange value and insights for a C-level appointment. So from that perspective, um, what is important, very important is that you're establishing credibility. You need to establish you know, credibility quickly with a C-level individual, vice president, you know, CEO, CIO, whatever it is that you're, you know, your um, buying persona is that you're talking to. But you need to be seen as a thought leader and somebody that understands his or her business and that you're going to share current ideas and insights that she might not be talking about today or might not have seen on her own. So mm. the idea of being able to um, demonstrate that you're going to inspire and help shape ideas around a current critical business issue that somebody's having uh, instead of just going in there and weather reporting about your product uh, and what it does, mm -hmm. you know, really being able to sit with them and learn from them um, what it is that they're doing, what their business problems are, and then be able to 
kind of add insights and value based on what you're hearing and seeing in your work with other senior level executives. That's why that's, you know, it's important um, to, to exchange value because you want to be seen as a thought leader and you want to get inserted into the evaluation process. You want to take the next step in the sale and you're not going to do that if you just start, you know, giving, you know, some kind of high level overview about what business drivers are being solved with your solution. Right. I, I, I love that point because uh, C-level decision makers see a lot of salespeople trying to sell them a lot of things. Uh, so establishing that credibility is so important. But th- there are a lot of people who will be listening and say, all right, I get this, right? I, I've got to exchange value for a meeting, but it's actually a lot easier to say than to do uh, because there's so much saturation in the marketplace, regardless sure. of the service or product that you have. Mm-hmm. So what are some of the examples of value that you have found super useful? I want to address two things that I think are really important. One, you know, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not saying that you do this, but when you come into a sales approach with the thinking about, you know, there's so many other executives that are you know, getting called on by the salespeople and you, you have like this kind of limiting, limiting belief, you are not going to be able to really sit and stand with who you are and have the confidence to really be different. So I feel like the first piece of this is your head, right? It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's your mindset that you have to establish that you know that you are in fact, a, a expert in your business and that you've been working with other individuals with your product that you know have solved business problems. So I think the first piece of how do you do that is knowing who that buyer is that you're going to call on before you even make the outreach. You need to understand who that person is, what business they're in, what kinds of uh, social imprint they have, what they're doing on the market, what kinds of things are they writing, what kind of social media Things are, you know, are they reading or writing? You have to really get into that buying persona. You have to spend some time with that. And you have to be able to uh, feed that back in whatever outreach you're doing so that you're personal, you're humanizing this process with them. And the other really important piece of that is before you make that outreach, you have to understand what your what the four or three things are that your solution provides so that you understand how to craft that message in a way that's going to resonate for that buying persona whether it's it doesn't matter if it's a CEO, vice president or director lever or user buyer. You have to understand mm. that person's market in order to craft what you want to say to open up the dialogue. So many good stuff you've said. <laughs> and I just want us to unpack a lot of them. The, the first one is the limiting belief. And I think this is so critical, especially in cold calling, mm-hmm. uh, because you face a ton of rejection every single day. So I feel that the mindset, just like you mentioned, is is so important. But my, my question to you is, how do you, um, you know, the reality is there would always be a lot of people 
you know, fighting to get the time of a C-level decision maker. So how do you practically incorporate, you know, a limiting belief or a better belief about yourself into the process? So I, 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 I teach courage. I connect people back to their purpose. When you're standing in your purpose and you know who you are and you can evangelize that your product is actually going to solve this problem and you have confidences in that, then, then you're going to talk differently because what's in your head comes out of your mouth. It comes out of your body, your whole personal presentation. So, you know, I think understanding, you know, from a position of here's my cause, here's my cause in, in calling on this purpose, on this person. And I have a purpose. My purpose is to share with them how I'm solving other people's problems. And I have a belief that I can actually help you with your business. And so coming from the why, like Simon Sinek says, people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. And I think people don't incorporate that into their selling. So I happen to, to do that because that's all I had when I was, you know, I didn't have all these insights and I didn't have everything being served up to me. I had to go find them and bring them to my clients. And I got that because I understood what was going on in the business, in the business of that client that I was dealing with. So um, I personalized that by taking a couple of key trends that other buying personas were facing in that role. And I would share them back in my prospecting, right? Or my, my cold call or whatever kind of engagement with warm lead at a networking event. I would let them know that, you know, Hey, I'm working with other executives, you know, like you're like yourself. Right. And here's the things that I'm hearing um, that they're having issues with. That's a common theme. Are you facing that? Cause if you are, they said they, they, they were looking for a way to do X, Y, Z. Maybe it's, you know, inc- you know, increase their sales by 30% over last year's revenue growth. Right. So, so what I'm hearing is you, you pick examples of how you've helped solve similar problems for uh, the same, you know, C-level decision makers. Yes. And you present that as sort of a lead insight in the conversation, the first outreach. I do. And then in the first outreach, I say, you know, here's how we're helping other people. I, you know, I'd love an opportunity to talk to you a little bit about what's going on. By the way, here's a blog post that's all about that. Maybe this will be insightful for you. Let's connect. You're humanizing it. You're not trying to do everything in one call. I love that. I love that. So, uh, and I totally agree that understanding the personas is so important because, for example, you know, connecting with a CEO of a credit union is totally different from the principal of a K-12 school. And we know also that the hardest part of, you know, prospects in the C-suite is actually not the first contact, but also the follow-ups. Right. And I just want to put you on the spot here because I'm, I'm big on follow ups, but I'm curious to know from you, how do you follow up in a way that consistently adds value and not, you know, show your desperation? Uh, like we talked about the beliefs. How do you do that? Well, I mean, again, I'm never wavering from I know that my solution is going to solve for the problems and it, it has solved for, for the problems that they're addressing. So I really want to ask you and your to clarify your question a little bit. 
has the client, has the CEO or the person not responded to me and my next, you know, and I'm trying to get them to still take a call or is this after we have had a call and we are going for the next meeting? Right. So you haven't heard anything back. So you're following up to get that still to get that first appointment. Yeah. Okay. So again, I might tweak the message that's relevant to the business issues that are going on today that I know are impacting their business. You know, let them know that I haven't, I haven't heard back from you. Um, I just, I know that you're busy. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, um, share some other insights with you, this case study that highlights or underscores these, you know, the three problems that we're seeing. Um, and then I try to hit them with an insight Mm -hmm. and then educate them and then follow up and ask for an appointment. So whatever the insight is, is going to support what I'm trying to solve for them. And I have a question in in that regard. Do you have levels of insight that, let's say, the first point of contact is um, insight relating in relation to the competition, and then the second one would be a case study, and the third one is something else? Do you have any system or process like that? My sales cadence for myself and my recommended sales cadence is to stay pretty to stay on task. You have to know what you want to get from that client. If it if if you're trying to get the appointment, you want to keep the messaging consistent with the first question you asked was I'd like to get a meeting to share you with you how we're solving these problems. I just right. give them a different insight. I give them a different piece of uh, information to share with them that's still very relevant to that one thing. I try three or four times. If somebody doesn't get back to me, I don't keep pursuing it. I have other things to do. It comes out of my wheelhouse. Um, <laughs> because I, honestly, it's people I have had with a subject line that I've used executive level meeting request. And then I put what the driver is that I'm trying to solve. Like when I was doing consulting work with my college, with my college roomie, they were a uh, roommate matching solution. One of the key drivers for the higher ed at that time was um, reducing roommate changes because it, and it, it was an administrative burden on the task and uh, on the, on the staff and reducing that time saved them a lot of money. So if they can also increase retention through better roommate matching with people not leaving, um, they save an enormous amount of money. So I put those things in the subject line and then I support that in the body with uh, ROI numbers of how we've helped other clients. I had a hit rate of like 43%. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it was simple, very simple. It was directed towards their buying pain and the university's pain. I knew that was a strategic issue and I say that in the body of the letter. I'm, I'm creating urgency. I'm using questions that were phrasing things that incite urgency. So your subject was executive meeting request, reducing roommate changes. Yeah. That's fascinating. It's ridiculous. Awesome. I haven't ever stopped doing that <laughs> for like 10 <laughs> years. This <laughs> is good. I, I got to try that. This is good. Honest, I'm not kidding you. It is so not creative that it actually is like, oh, let me see what this is about. Executive right. meeting request. I put, I put parody with them right away. I am their peer. 
I'm going to solve their problem. I'm not afraid of them. If they say no, that they can't do it right now, that's what I'm trying to learn. We're trying to learn whether there is a mutually beneficial um, reason for us to continue the dialogue. If they say no, uh, you know, I'm not doing that at this time. We, you know, we're happy with our solution or we still have two years left. That's great. But I'd still like to share it. I think you'd still find value in hearing, you know, these, the way that this product is transforming roommate matching. Here's some data points for you to look at. Never hurts to try. So it never hurts to look. And it's like, man, I always tell people, it's like when you're looking at your, your assets, it's like when your investment portfolio, you constantly are reviewing to look at what new technologies are trending that could support your effort. Nobody says no to that unless they really don't have time and they're really not interested. Sometimes I say something as simple as, you know, just let's, let's talk for thought leadership and engagement. Maybe we can learn something from each other, even if we don't do business. I, I really tone it down and I don't have anxiety and they don't have the anxiety. They feel safe. I love it. This is awesome. This is so good. I want us to unpack it for a while, but we run out of time. One final question I have for you is, um, and I just want to piggyback on something you said. Um, let's say you do three to four follow-ups and you don't hear back from them. Um, I think it's important that, you know, sometimes you disconnect and follow up later. Um, but, but I'm curious to know, when do you know when it's time to pivot or change the type of value that you're presenting to the decision, the decision maker. If they're not, if they're not getting back to me, I will ask for permission to contact them in the future. And then I put them in a drip campaign. And if they want to reach gotcha. out, they can, I don't keep trying to, um, uh, solicit them in my pipeline. I will, if we're connected on LinkedIn and stuff, uh, as things change, I, you know, will include them in, you know, maybe a post, I'll email it to them, but I always ask for permission. If we're engaged right. in the process and they've done some due diligence because, well, you got me curious. I can't really buy anything today because our budget is set, but I would like to know more. I kind of co-create with them what they feel is a good way for us to move forward together. How would you like us to continue to, you know, you know, partner together on, you know, thought leadership? Because if, if, if they're not in a, you know, if somebody's in, uh, uh, open their mind to engaging it through a buying process by how curious, curious they are back. Mm. And as they become curious, you're opening questions up to them. If you had them on the phone and you're doing it properly, you're learning about them. What are they dealing with? What needs to change today in their current state of business? What needs to change for them to have more success? If they had to, you know, create the future state, what would it look like? What's stopping you from doing it today? Who else is involved? You know, you, you'd be more coach-like to get them to share with you their vision, right? Everybody wants to be seen as, you know, a thought leader. So I give them the space to, to evolve their vision and, uh, and unpack their vision with somebody who's listening to them instead of somebody who's listening in a way that is going to be biased to my solution. Right. 
So, so good. So good. So where can people learn more about your work and, you know, Enterprise Sales Institute and how can they even be part of the academy? Well, it's easy to be a part of the academy. You could just um, go to right now we're on Meetup uh, to use, you know, a way to get people you know, if they're searching for learning about sales or, you know, prospecting with insights or closing deals or mindset, it's a good way to go and just sign up there and just, you'll get updates and discussions will go on. You can also go to the website at um, www.enterprisesalesinstitute.com. And if you want any more information about what we're doing and how we're leveraging our um, our skills and what we know about uh, sales and selling, you can always just give me a, a jingle at 610-449-5653 or email me at Donna at EnterpriseSalesInstitute.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, Donna. Thank you for listening to the Art of Appointment Setting Podcast with Kwesi Sachi Jinai. Find out more about how to get high-value appointments at Catalyze.io. And while you're there, check out the free resources for appointment setting. And be listening for the next episode of the Art of Appointment Setting Podcast.